Okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of uh Loose Cannon. This week we are going to be talking about the Witch Queen showcase as well as uh our our normal stuff that we uh talk about. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I just have this like this moment of like confusion right now where I'm like isn't there usually music going over this cuz it feels like eerily quiet for some reason. So it's 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 kind of tripping me out a bit. Oh, over the the show? Yeah, like like when I started talking, I was like, "Wait a second, where's the music? What did I forget to do?" Obviously, there's no music, so <laughs> it's a weird thing to be like, "Where's the music?" Maybe we should make some music. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> so, uh, between the last episode and now, the uh, Witch Queen showcase happened, and also season of the Lost. Uh, came out, and so those are going to be like two big talking uh, topics today. Uh, so how about we just get right into it? Uh, you have a lore card for us. I do. Yeah. Wait, right. uh, so this week on Armory Defined, we defined Lorenz Driver. That's a pretty cool one. Um, mm. As you know, it's the new. Uh, exotic with the season pass and you know i mean it's obviously just in the game but it's a linear fusion rifle Mm -hmm. uh this one had a pretty cool technical side to it um usually usually lore cards aren't this technical (laughs) and i wanted to kind of just grab what would just be you know wouldn't what wouldn't put you to sleep basically because if you dive into this stuff Man, it could really, it could really kind of get to you because there's a lot of technical things that, like even the definitions out there explaining this stuff. You, I mean, if you're not from the the, you know, math world, mm-hmm. theoretical physics, it's like very, very sciency. Yeah, I, it really dives into the science of stuff. Um, so I tried to pull out the most relevant stuff as always. Um, so anyway, Lorentz driver. So Lorentz driver is referring to Lorentz force. Uh, it's named for H.A. Lorentz. It is the total force exerted on a charged particle by electric and magnetic fields. You know, i.e. like a, a rail gun would be a good example. A rail gun is, is, is like a weapon that takes a projectile and applies magnetics and electrical fields to that projectile on a rail, sending the projectile forward uh, at like a really high velocity. Um, It's basically this gun. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I kind of pulled that out because it's really relevant here because if you think about linear fusion rifles as what is the closest thing we have in Destiny to a rail gun, Uh uh, it kind of makes sense, you know. Uh, fusion rifles are are a totally different mechanic, but linear fusion rifles mm. add this. I'm assuming why it's here. Uh, this <laughs> electrified <laughs> magnetic, you know, projectile mm-hmm. uh, mixed with the fusion magic, right? Yeah. So this was really kind of cool because for years we've never really had an example of. Rail guns, like a true rail gun in Destiny, and so that it's in the lore now, kind of helps 
us identify these linear fusion weapons as a type of railgun-ish weapon. So anyway, uh, Lorentz is uh, the driving force behind electromagnetics. It is also responsible for the Hall effect. Uh, this can be found in joystick controls, compasses, smartphones. So when you're holding your smartphone, you can think mm-hmm. about the Lorentz and Hall effect being a part of that mechanic. Um, obviously, the like I said before, Lorentz force is named after H.A. Lorentz. Um, wh- what's cool about this is that he identified this this force, um, but it wasn't really used until later. Okay, so at the time, you know, there, it was kind of like, oh, okay, I, I see what's happening. Let me let me put my name on it. So this this guy Lorenz, you know, decided that this is what he was going to call it: the Lorenz driving. You know, the, the Lorenz effect and the Hall effect came later. Uh, the Hall effect is something that's observed in actual physics and and a part of like the mechanics of the electromagnetic forces. Um, the Hall effect is basically when you've exerted a force onto a charged particle by electric and magnetic fields. So using those two fields combined, you've created the Hall effect, which Lorentz (laughs) is the fundamentals of the Hall effect. So this is where it got really meaty for me because when I was chasing down these explanations and definitions, you you have to read a lot of stuff to kind of pull this out. And so I wanted to make make it a little bit more digestible for people. Um, so the Hall effect was named after Edwin Hall. The Hall effect is manipulated and measured in the functioning of many electric electronic devices, like I said, joystick controls, compasses, smartphones, magnometers, sensors, and current measuring devices. So, like if you think of uh, a tool that measures ampacity or voltage in a wall or you know you can go to get a tool and and see how much voltage is in your outlet those are all using this technology um Hmm. the hall effect uh is even used in (laughs) hall effect thrusters which is an het for short it can even launch some craft into space so here's where we start to approach like that sci-fi meets real world right they're using rail guns and they're using Hall Effect thrusters today hmm. um, as a way to, you know, you know, whatever. So a positively charged particle will be accelerated when Lorentz force is applied. Linear momentum is transfer- transferred from the electromagnetic field to the particle. So that built-up charge in electromagnetic field is built up, and then it launches that projectile forward. Because if you're familiar with magnets, like we all should be by this point, um, there's a north and a south pole. And when you alternate those poles and apply electrical field to it, you've now made basically a railway for any, you know, particle, any mass that can be electrically manipulated in that field. So... Mm -hmm. Anyway, the Lorentz force is foundationally responsible for a lot of devices, uh, railguns, linear motors, speakers, generators, alternators, electric motors, cyclotrons, magnetrons. It's just, it, the list goes on. 
So you've probably heard of some of these devices in real life. Yeah. Um, but that, so, so anyway, so what was cool about this is one of the writers from Destiny, I guess, saw the, the lore card. And he added something really interesting to it. Um, oh, really? Yeah. His name is Robert Brooks. And he's, you know, one of the mm-hmm. uh, narrative designers over at Bungie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to, he thought it was cool. So he wanted to add another, you know, definition to the gun, which applies to the perk, like the, the Lagrange, the Lagrangian sight, which okay. when you're using the gun, if you look at that perk, the Lagrangian sight will allow that's, you to that's see the, uh, the wall hack perk. Yeah. That's the thing everybody's mad about right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, uh, he point, pointed out that the Lagrange site is coined after the cosmic Lagrange points of equidistant centrifugal, centrifugal force from large celestial bodies. Effectively, the scope on the gun detects gravity displacement in small bodies, people, to trace targets. Uh, golden Age fineries. Huh. That thought was cool. So it's a nice little added lore uh, to the weapon that that this uh, writer at Destiny provided, which I always love when they chime in. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so he, you know, he went on to say that he's a huge space nerd and mm-hmm. and um, he loves to, um, you know, uh, dive into these things. And and he thought it was really cool that he could put something in there that was really hyper technical, but at a way kind of made people think, oh, what is this about? You know, what does this mean? Stuff like that. So. He thought maybe it would be a little bit too confusing for people, but he felt that this would be the right circumstance to kind of introduce something like this, you know, hyper-technical stuff into the game. But, you know, it, it, some stuff can go way over your head, you know, but something like this, he felt like it could be tangible for the player. Yeah. Um, what I thought was cool is that little part where he says it it applies to the Lagrange points of equidistant centrifugal force from large celestial bodies. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've gotten a, a whiff of all the weapons that are now in game, they all kind of apply to star charts, uh, a lot of astral uh, stuff, you know, cosmic things, you know, it's really neat because it all kind of is related to one another in a way. It's neat to see in seasons they have like these common threads that they they weave in and out. And one of the things that they're weaving right now is like this idea of the stars and celestial bodies being kind of uh, a naming architect for a lot of the weapons and events that are happening right now. Like with Marasov and and the Dreaming City, you know, mm-hmm. all of the all of the weapons and stuff have to do with like constellations and star charts. And and so naturally this weapon kind of ties into all that, which is a neat little thing. That actually just made me uh, realize something that I need to double check now. <laughs> yeah. So the weapon that's plaguing PVP right now, especially momentum control. Um, Imagine that's, that's where it's really at its worst. Yeah. It, it's a great weapon. Um, I, I love the sound. I saw some other people talking about that. Hmm. It sounds really good. Um, it's probably like going to be one of those sounds, though, 
and it'll get under people's skin, <laughs> knowing it's it's tyranny at the moment. But yeah, it uh, it has a really cool sci-fi sound that like thing, whatever the heck. So, uh, yeah, you you made me realize, and let me double check it. You made me realize I, when you said all the items are being named after uh, things, uh, constellations. You might recall I said I thought I've I've always held nine names from like way back in Destiny to be the names of the nine, which were um, nine rare weapons, each with the flavor text, a guardian relic named for the blank of the night sky. One of them was a sniper called Vulpacula. And now we have the hand cannon that's also Vulpacula. Uh. And I was like, when you said that, I was like, wait a second. I knew that name sounded familiar, and it, it finally clicked for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, the other ones, just for anyone who's who's interested, is uh, Andromeda, Cassiopeia, Horologium, Sagita, Calum, Lacerda, Hydrus, and... Equilus Volpacula. That's it. That's that's that should be nine of them. That's really cool. Yeah, there were just so rare weapons two. that all had like very similar flavor text. And if it, people people who know a little bit of like Destiny One history, uh, Seth Dickinson wrote most of the flavor text for the weapons. And he, and for you know as he's writing them, he assigned them to which weapon they would go to. He assigned the name and the flavor text. And so he has nine weapons that he probably wrote, which have uh, constellation-based names and very similar flavor texts. And they're on rare weapons instead of legendary weapons because from the stories he's told, when he was writing them, under his impression, the rare weapons would have been like rare weapons, like the, oh, yeah. the <laughs> ones you want to get, you know? So... Like a, a little bit of a miscommunication there, I, I suppose. Where instead of putting <laughs> instead of putting the like really cool, really deep yeah. stuff on like legendary weapons, he was like, "No, the the rare weapons are clearly the better ones." Yeah, because they're rare. Yeah, <laughs> there's very few awesome. of them. Yeah, it's not just a good gun; it's a rare gun. Yeah, like I, I see, I see his logic. <laughs> so there's so. common, uncommon, rare. Yeah, <laughs> and then legendary and exotic. That's yeah. that's really funny. You know, it's sad because people just auto dismantle uh, so many. Well, I mean, after yeah. you've read it a thousand times, you can go ahead and auto auto dismantle. Sure, but I mean, what I, I mean, mean they've kind of pulled away from that. I I think now they they've yeah. corrected course. <laughs> you know, like okay, we we use legendary weapons and we just dismantle anything rare. Mm -hmm. You know to be legendary right uh, but it, it's just in my mind it's just kind of a shame that rare weapons don't have a place in everyday usage for people that are veterans you know mm -hmm. which is it just i mean it, it's just the fault of the way things progressed in destiny and there's not really a way they could go back on that unless they wanted to just change the color of a ton of weapons that are currently legendary you know what i mean are, are currently rare, you mean? 
are currently rare, yeah. And I don't then... think that's necessary, though. We have so many legendary weapons. It's it's like, you know, you have your, like, starter weapons, and they have, like, very basic yeah. names now. Like, now, like, they have very basic so names, many... very basic frames. There are so many starter weapons. Yeah, just to, like, get you through, you know? And, and I mean... Well, why do you need so many starter weapons? Because people are always starting the game, and you don't want to give them the most powerful things right out the gate. Well, sure, but like they pretty much get them, right? Yeah, out the but gate. I mean, it it. So if you look at it in in a sense of like progression, I don't even think they have common weapons anymore, or if they do, they have very few of them. So like, you get your uncommon weapon, and I think like any any random uncommon weapon will have like a single perk on it, yep. you know. And then rare will get like a couple perks, and then legendary has a number of perks, and it so it kind of like eases them into this this perk pool system of like the the randomness behind it, where it's like this one has these, this one has these, these work yeah. good together, these work better together, bad together, however the hell, however yeah. the case may be. So then when they get into the end game, and every season you're getting like four or five new perks on guns. People aren't just being like, "What just happened?" There's new ones that like, <laughs> I'm I'm not even used to the old ones yet. What's going on here? You know, it kind of yeah. like brings them up to speed. I gotta be honest, I feel like that too, though. Still to this day, like, what? There's yeah, a whole there's a lot perk. of new perks. It is, it is. I mean, what is happening? I'm excited the for them. Mod, but I don't know what they're good. The mod system feels like quicksand sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, what is happening? I'm drowning in. Yeah. What do these even do? Like, I ignore most of them just because the time to invest in trying to understand it and decipher what's going to be best for what particular weapon is. I just want to play. Yeah. You know, it, like, I, I don't want to spend 20, 30 minutes analyzing something before I actually go in and start shooting something. I just mm. want to play. Did I uh, cut you off on the Lorenz Driver, though? Uh, no. Okay. That was I'm it. Gonna, uh, pull that off the screen okay so <laughs> i just yeah just because it was sitting on that i didn't want to pull away from it if you if, if, if yeah, I, yeah if no, i no. distracted if i if i oh uh, uh one of the there. quick thing about the lawrence driver that's what the little needle on the site is for it's the lagrangian point oh okay oh so it's an instrument that's the little needle that that you know is detecting do you think um off topic. Do you think Metaguns is gonna make one of these? Oh my god, that would be so awesome. How much do you think that would be? Like three hundred like four hundred dollars at least. Or right? five hundred at least. Five to five hundred at least? Yeah. I wanna say four hundred at least, because I think I can justify four hundred for You could probably these. talk him into building one. I mean, he is pretty malleable as far as that. Stuff no, I mean I don't I don't you know I know, I don't like to bother him either, but yeah. like I know people like, you know. I mean, I know people when they when they love something, they tell them, "Dude, you should make this." He he jumps on it. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say, "Dude, you should make this" without having. I know. I don't. I like to, to leave him alone too. It. Exactly. He That's he has I mean. a great. He has a. He's figured out a great process. Yeah, you know his his like like the guns themselves. Just like looking at, and this is uh, should we plug him? Is could that get him in trouble? I, I I'm always like scared to get people in trouble uh i mean you could probably just say he's metaguns on twitter let's just leave it at that yeah so metaguns on twitter he makes props and they are insane quality i actually have two of them on the shelf behind me um 
I have Ariana's Vow, which is one of my favorite hand cannons, hands down. I, I love any time Ariana's Vow is like viable to be used. I'm like, oh, this is the best <laughs> day ever. And then I have uh, Hawkmoon as well, which was one of my favorite guns from Destiny 1. I, I spent like almost a year glitching the Vault of Glass uh, exotic chest with a friend at four in the morning during reset. Just to keep the keep the checkpoint every week, every week, every week. Yeah, get the chest, yeah. get the chest, get the chest. No Hawkmoon, and I was just sad for another week. Wow. So two of my favorites from Metagun. So that it's a it's a really quality. beautiful weapon. You know the yeah. whole Hawkmoon Ice Luna. Um, yeah. That whole that whole gun. I remember in D one, one of the artists was saying that it was supposed to be like destiny's version of a desert eagle you know it was supposed to be this big bad a you know uh-huh. monster hand cannon that had like the ornament for it is amazing this time did you see it i you know everyone is really hype about that ornament and honestly that's probably one of my like and, and i feel bad saying when i'm like i don't like it because someone uh-huh. really worked hard on that it's just not for me it's for many other it's people not it's just yeah. not for me I guess because it looks so real, like maybe that's why. Yeah, it's not really rooted in fantasy. It's more like a gun you would find at an awesome, like tactical supplies store. Yeah, yeah. Like it just, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, that's that's cool looking. It just doesn't look like Hawkmoon to me anymore. It looks completely different. A laser, (laughs) a little laser sight. If yeah. if they could make a laser sight that actually extended like far across the map, and then people would be like, "Oh, that would be cool. someone's got a hawk." Yeah, gun. oh, that would be so cool. That would be. That there are all these little red dots on me. That would really make me appreciate it. Uh, okay, rare weapons. Okay. So then, are we ready to get into uh, the showcase? Yeah, let's dive into it. It's crazy. I'm going to full screen the showcase. And then I'm going to... uh, Sorry, everyone, while we work through this, I just want to make sure that uh, our system is working. So you see that now? You have access to the shared screen? Yep, I do. Okay. And so now everyone everyone watching, uh, if you're watching either live or on YouTube, we are going to watch the showcase. This is straight from the showcase on Bun- on Bungie's YouTube. Uh, and if you're listening, you should be able to hear along and we're going to pause and talk about things that we see. Go. So just let me know if you need to pause. Welcome guardians. This year we're celebrating our journey with you. Whether you joined us 30 years ago or if it just started today. This game is in our blood. The destiny team is full of Destiny fans. Folks who came here because Destiny was their favorite hobby. Folks who log out from work in the evening and log in to play with their clan. The team we have today is committed to relentlessly upgrading this game that we all love. We aren't happy with just another mission. Instead, we wanna push the limit of quality you can expect in an action MMO with uniquely Destiny experiences like Expunge and Presage. We are committed to delivering the best mission content that you can play in any game with a friend having the best feeling action game, period. And this shows through in the passion that we see for Destiny 2. 
Since we declared independence two years ago, the Destiny community has grown by over 20 million new players, and it continues to grow faster than we ever could have predicted. We're grateful to be a part of this amazing growing community that you all have created. You represent Destiny, you help make it better every year, and you are so welcoming and supportive of every new Guardian that sets foot in the tower. And only a handful of us are gonna be up here today. Most of them are in their homes, at their desks, working hard to bring the next part of Destiny to life. It's a huge honor representing such an incredible team and introducing the next chapter of Destiny 2. So, without further ado, this is the Witch Queen. So I, I just wanted to pause it because um, this is actually the first like showcase reveal for me personally, where I don't go through sc screen by uh, uh, frame by frame because that's what I do every time one of these reveals comes out. I go through frame yeah. by frame and just sit here yeah. next frame, next frame, next frame. And whenever someone's like working on their personal computer, I'm that asshole that's like, Look what is it, that yeah. scene? <laughs> Have we seen this before? Is this new? Yeah. We've seen it before and I move on. Yeah. Yeah. I th so I've watched this now. This is now my my fourth time actually watching this despite not going frame by frame, but this is my first time noticing her dress is the wings. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great some... detail. I saw some people notice that right off the bat and then instantly they were arguing, you know, about it <laughs> as they do on Twitter. <laughs> what were they arguing? It's clearly it, her wings. She well, revealed before, she has wings. Before she did their wing reveal, you oh. know, they put out that. Yeah. Yeah. People oh, were, good people eyes. Yeah. Cause this is what yeah. we first saw. It looks yeah. like, uh, it looks like uh, moth wings, doesn't it? Kinda. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a throwback to the, the old moth people, uh, moth yeah. enemy race that we've, we've talked about multiple times. We're big fans of it. Uh, we'll pause it when Sabathin does a reveal uh, of it. Pause. Oh. Do you want to go back to Ikora's screen? Yeah, just a little bit. So, right here. Okay. Look at that. Look at that wall of stuff. Yeah, so very, uh, I, Pepe Sylvia wall. I, yeah, so I first off the bat, I noticed, you know, she's got the strings, she's connecting mm -hmm. the dots, she's mm -hmm. trying to understand where everything is is connected, and uh, I I looked at this screen, I don't know, a hundred times, because if you look at all the images on her board with all the strings, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. You see the dreadnought, mm -hmm. you see see hive hiviness, shrinkers, uh, yeah, shrinkers right over here. Yeah, you got the traveler. Yep. And um, somebody, I didn't notice it, but somebody noticed, we'll see it probably later because they're going to do a bigger shot of it. Somebody noticed that a page from the lore book we got is on that wall. No way. Where? <laughs> yeah. It's the one with all three. Uh, it's Oryx, Sabathun, and um, man, I always forget her name. Zuzu, uh, well, uh, it was uh, Alrash, Sathona, and yes. Zyro, technically speaking. There it is. Yeah. So is that the one to the left of her here? Because I don't uh, see it. I think it's more visible on the next one. Okay, then we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. That's real cool. Truths. Look at that crown. Funny thing. Yeah. There it is. 
Okay, so you actually see it because I'm still not seeing it. Okay, so it's. Oh man, it's so hard to see when. Where it's the so hell thin. is Ikora? It looks like Mars, doesn't it? It's. It, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, "What is this? Is this Mars?" But it kind of looks like if you look off to she, the left. She just she just has a portable conspiracy wall. That's what is being told to me. She's like, Port- "Let me go off planet. I got my portable <laughs> conspiracy wall. I'll bring yeah. it with me." Or is this her wall? That was the other question I had in my mind. Could this be someone else's wall. So she she is discovering that someone from the outside, because there was the pictures of Osiris, which you can still kind of make out right over here above her shoulder. Yeah. Um. There were, there was a picture of Osiris connected. So this is obviously, maybe not even obviously. That's a good point. If this is someone else's wall, someone else outside looking in can be like Osiris is up to something. Yeah. And they were drawing that conclusion, and this is Ikora discovering it. Yeah. Whose wall yeah. could it be, though? I mean, if it was if it was Osiris's wall, this could play well into the next story mission where we go to save him. Like maybe she's discovering that he knew some things all along. And well, I mean, how could it be Osiris's wall because he's trapped by Sevathun? Before he was trapped, like maybe they went to some place where he had. Yeah, but it, it's got a picture of him. Oh, he would you're have right. A picture of himself. You're on the wall. right. That's, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. like, I am unless he knew, sus, aren't I? Uh, unless he <laughs> knew that something was going to happen to him and he couldn't avoid it. And he was like, here, look at me. I don't know. Oh, oh, I see it now. I see it. It's right here uh, on the, on oh, the yeah, top, that's top it. middle. Yep. That yep. is the picture from the Grimoire Anthology. That is nice. a fantastic Easter egg. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. That is cool. That is really cool. Does it live in the world? Love this armor, by the way. Yeah, the armor is really cool. swamp. Okay. What what is this? Yeah, so this was one that I was really excited for. So when we first saw, and I actually noticed it, and I I, I wanna I wanna do a comparison because I noticed it while we were watching it here. Uh, uh, Sabathun doing her little walk into the water on the first one on the on the teaser that they posted on Twitter that like ten second teaser that says truth is a funny thing. Yep. Weren't there red flowers on the pedestals? Yes. Yeah, they're in this uh, too at the very beginning. I might have missed them. Maybe they're only on like the first pedestals and not on the second and third. Uh, yeah, only on the very first pedestals is the little flowers, the red okay. flowers. But so we're seeing the flowers here again, but this time it's growing out of a thrall's mouth for anyone listening. There there are yeah. uh, uh, three vines covered in sharp looking leaves coming to a almost red sunflower. With like a, a, a like cone uh, yeah. seed formation instead of like a flat seed formation on the inside, yep, and it's right. yellow. And so it's coming out of the hive mouth. Yeah, and so we know we're not getting a new dark power this season or next season. We know we're not getting a new dark power next year. Do you think that means we're not going to see one though? No, I think we'll see one. We have. You think to we'll, see so you think we'll see one? We just won't get it. Right, that's kind of where I was leaning as well. So that's that's I was I was wondering. Do you have anything more to say on this? I, I just thought maybe the symbolism here with the with that coming out of the thrall's mouth is, uh, you know, Sabathun is very much trying to break the connection with the worm, 
mm-hmm. in the lore way back it even says you know we're warm worms but she also speaks through you know other entities including her own hive mm-hmm. so this just to me has some sort of symbolism with that whole thing like is this a way to use an image to show how she's escaping the hive or is this a way to show that you know she is taken the hive and this is her breath coming out you know some some like artistic expression i i really wonder what this is Remember in uh, Taking King on the Dreadnought, so every location has their own collectible material, whether it be spin metal, relic iron, uh, yep. et cetera, et cetera. On the Dreadnought, it was, I forgot what it was called, but it was actually, you'd go up to like a dead thrall corpse and there would be like rot growing out of it. Oh, that's I, right. Yeah. I, I wonder if this is like a take on that. If this is going to mm-hmm. be the throne world collectible. That would be material, awesome. not collectible material. Yeah. yeah. Do we even have materials anymore? I feel like we don't use them anymore. What are they? Used for? <laughs> yeah, there, there is. I had to use it in the quest because, um, you know, the latest season has you go pick them up on uh, the Barian bow, bow, whatever. Barian bow. Yeah, yeah. Barian. Yeah, those. Those yeah, are still out there. They're still all out there. Yeah, but do my they actually ghost serve a purpose? Me. Yeah, yeah, you okay. need them to upgrade stuff. You just don't realize it because you get so much. Yeah, I have so many. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been needing materials in the longest time. So, yeah. We see, we see a. And actually, I want to see that again. Okay, so what the hell is this little Ghostbuster container that the warlock is breaking out? <laughs> um. So I think that's going to be the the um, like the lure, you know. Uh, it's probably going to have to play into the the Witch Queen season. Like, how do we get the hive to know we're here and come out to us? Mm-hmm. You know, based that's on the, would... the the way that the 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 um the sh- the thing is going, based on how it's going, it feels like the warlock is coming across that thrall with the flowers and isn't confused. Right, yeah, like they're like found it. Yeah. Let me yeah. get my canister and do whatever this is. Yeah. And then we have uh, this would be, I believe, Ikora again. Yeah. So I Ica- Ikora again with this like really red background. It makes me feel like Mars. It really makes me feel like Mars, but that would mean Mars returned. Sure, and then so like if they. If they brought Mars back, it would kind of tie into the lore a little bit because of uh, Nocris and yeah, Zol. potentially Nocris. I would lean more towards Callus uh, because that was the anomaly that he was going in. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, and then there's this deal. Why don't we get cool yeah. watches? I don't like know, this is like they just at, keep flashing all the cool stuff. So I'm sorry to keep look at the triangles and triangles and circles, man. Yeah, like the this whole is. Thing. The, I don't know if it's a, a warlock or a hunter or what. Probably not a titan, but they, they pull out their watch and they have a little dot. Is it constant? Look at that armor. Oh. And look, so, she puts it up on top of there and it's transparent to see what's behind it, which is this icon. Um, icon. Hmm. It's this circle with the triangle and the two and then the two in the middle. So what? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big circle with a triangle between it. 
and then on the low ends of the triangle are two more like hollow circles and then in the center of the triangle are two solid circles stacked on top of each other you know i love the iconography of so many symbols in destiny and i can't help but wonder if this is some sort of representation of the darkness and the light as entities in the game you know we've got pyramid ships we've got the traveler mm-hmm. and they both like you've got a circle versus a triangle basically you know mm-hmm. and uh, if you look at that icon you can see how the two circles in the middle and then you've got the two hollow ones and to the left like, we sorry no go ahead that's that's it there's just kind of like maybe that's representative of the darkness and light yeah maybe uh, to the left, on this like lower left here, we can see uh, Os- Osiris's fringe from his mm-hmm. uh, his his shoulder. Is that his feather chest. stuff? Yeah, it's like feather fringe. And then over here on the top right, if I'm not mistaken, that's Oryx. That's a picture of Oryx. Okay. It's it's a little hard to tell because it's cut off and it's got a wire. It's got one what's of with the, the red what's with the heat through. map? What's with that little heat map? <laughs> Is that the new crucible map? <laughs> that's that's uh that's their that's their time wasted on destiny. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna try to Yeah, so Is it constant? Yeah that Cause what the hell I, I it's impossible to get like a good pause on this. Sorry for the, the people listening that are like what the hell is happening? But there's this like spire with with cables and what looks like an uh hung upside down hive it looks like it almost looks like a hive forge <laughs> like they're making hive i don't know yeah maybe doesn't it kind of i mean look- yeah no i i would i would actually kind of like agree with that i don't think they're doing that but that's what it no, looks like it does look like it's just it. in the middle of the woods yeah well, the, the Sabathun's Throne World Swamp, which, yeah. you know, if she was really trying to be like a god of trickery, I guess she would have a whole lot of nothing in her swamp, right? It's like, look at this thing. It doesn't do a damn True. thing. <laughs> it, it just looks really interesting. Yeah. Ha ha, sucker. Or can it be bent? Okay, now we're, we're getting glimpses of... Everybody's okay, like, there's a good pause. Happening? Uh, so that was Oryx on the top right. That was Osiris on the bottom left. And then on the bottom right, we actually see the tree from uh, Season of Arrivals. We get a better look at the triangle within circles, within circles and triangles. And now there are actually four circles, two semicircles on the top and bottom, and two solid in the middle of the triangle. Going on. Got some uh, alchemical symbols here with the triangles uh, i don't know if they're air fire water or ground earth salt but, hmm? <laughs> salt yeah salt salt over here <laughs> nacl naci uh, whichever it is i don't know probably an l that should be a lowercase l um Look at that. Now, Savathun's giant bowl fortress. It's insane. 
It yeah. does look like a bowl. I didn't even realize that. Right? Like, isn't that? It looks like it's over. It is. It is literally overflowing, overflowing. as well wow. into I smaller bowls. I just thought those were drapes. <laughs> wow, I missed that. Like, what is that supposed to be representative of? Like, is it overflowing um, with water? Is that her tithe? And she's saying, like, look at me and look how powerful I am. Like, yeah, I feel like yeah. it's supposed to mean something. Sure. It it almost looks, I mean, it's a bowl and it's overflowing and she's in the water. And... Yeah. Yeah. This is really cool. So the sky here, because we're getting a little bit of a glimpse of the sky, uh, there are, excuse me, there are some like red smoky looks to it. So potentially Ikora could be in like maybe, because we know that there's Savathun's throne world and it's like this like really bright, clean city surrounded by a swamp. But maybe within the swamp, there's like a sub biome of like rocky Mars looking. I mean, potentially. I would love to get Mars and Savathun's throne world. That would be super cool. I'm not <laughs> saying don't give me that. I'm just trying to think, like, realistically. Yeah. I also thought, well, because now that you pointed out, I also just now thought that maybe that's just, like, solar arc and void. Yeah. Yeah, there are some blues and some reds and some purples. Yeah, because she's manipulating the light. You remember, you know, in the in the arcology strike uh Sabathun's song yeah in Sabathun's song she yeah, was and uh, the ghost i mean it's like the ghost is like oh they they freak they re- realize how to use our void light or make it whatever yeah. what is that about yeah cuz it, it, <laughs> it's it's under this like weird understanding of like the difference between the light and the energy that the light embodies. Yeah. There is void energy, and then there is also void light. And only guardians can harness void light. But somehow, Sabathun, in Sabathun's song, she was harnessing void light. Yeah. But actually, now that you say that, I think that's a great point. Because if you have your void over here and your arc over here, and maybe on like the other side you have your solar, like maybe this is like part of the process of her creating the ghosts so mm, it's like maybe you have your, your, your like this is like a representation of the light that she stole the, the water the water falling overflowing from the bowl so like you have the large bowl which is pure light falling into the arc bowl into the void bowl and and on the opposite side where the red is coming up from the solar bowl do you think we'll be going right there in the middle somewhere, way down there? To I mean, I'm pretty sure we go into this whole area. That'd be so cool. There's kind of like a there's kind of like a, a blocky stepway to it as you yeah. head up to <laughs> you get in there. <laughs> yeah, it's, maybe that's an it's elevator. Like Hundred feet tall. <laughs> it is. She's <laughs> just uh. got an elevator. Yeah, come see me. Yep. Why don't you come up and see me sometime? And they can play that. Uh, they can play that new music. I'm really liking this this music they got playing for like uh. I don't, I don't know where the hell my music box is. It's somewhere behind me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell me, little. It's a hive going into the. Water. That 
was her and your- before she comes out as this. Yeah, so Savathun, three eyes, really gross looking face. You can see the family resemblance on on like the the cheek kind of claw bones that the her and Oryx both have, or they kind of yeah. like come in under the chin. Like their chitin armor, and then you can yeah. see their actual skeletal looking face underneath. Your truth now. And so uh this is her unleashing her her army of hive ghosts. So I feel like because I'm not sure how much we're gonna get into the season of the loss, but I feel like it's it's important to understand that Savathun has been in the city for quite a while now. We've had uh many entries that depict circumstances that are Savathun masquerading in the city and we now know that she was masquerading at least most of the time some of the time as osiris we do have another instance where she was masquerading as an old woman if i recall correctly so that wasn't osiris but definitely some of the time it was as osiris as we have a new entry this season which um talked about and, and the big one was Osiris watching a crucible match and watching a guardian die and be revived to which she said, I know what I need to do now. And then as Osiris had crow steal ghosts from spiders collection, dead ghosts from spiders collection. So that's, 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 (laughs) that's crazy right there. So spiders feel like spiders going to be in some hot water. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's really his fucking fault. Yeah. So there's I mean, a lore yeah. I, there's a lore item where Spider is talking to Drifter. It's in mm-hmm. one of the weapons that we got, so I can talk about it because yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. attainable. So um Spider is talking to the Drifter and he's chewing like this gross wad of meat and Spider's <laughs> disgusted by him and he's like Drifter's like, Well what do you, what do you want me here for? Are you trying to help you need my help or something? And uh you would need me to help you shuttle some stuff out of here or move some all or whatever. And so he's chewing this nasty petroleum bubblegum flavored water meat and smacking and spiders. Like basically throughout their discussion at the end, he's like, no, I'm afraid that um, once people figure out what's happened, you know, with the crow and mm-hmm. her children and, and um, he's like, I, I got to get out of here. And so I want you to help me leave. Yeah, he he so phrases it. Gone. Yeah, no, like I don't get like it's hard to digest completely, <laughs> but um, yeah, he phrases it like there's a little bit of a there's like a sense of urgency because yeah. he knows Mithrax people are united and they're loved by the Vanguard and the Tower, but he knows his time is limited in sure, which is odd. I was going to say, though, uh, he phrases it like he's afraid of Mara, where it's like, oh, Mara's coming back. And it's like, yeah, but you've been kind of doing this for a while now with Mara's knowledge. It doesn't really like track. And it makes me wonder, like you were saying, like, does is he like aware? Is he like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And he's like, I need to get out now before it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, because Mara's probably going to be pretty pissed off. Yeah. The way she, the way he treated, uh, you know, Aldrin slash the crow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one thing I want to point out with this screen in, in mind. So we get a good look at uh, 
uh, Sabathun's uh, head headpiece here. And so I know when you shoot like a knight, sometimes their headpiece can actually come off of their head. And that's that's like whatever. But someone uh, from Bungie on Twitter, and not to be like taken as fact or anything, just because they said it, they said, I want to wear Sabathun's hat. <laughs> like, I never viewed this like as as like a thing that they can remove. Like Sabathun's gonna like go casual and just <laughs> take it off, you know? Like it's yeah. it's grafted to, to in my mind, it's grafted to her skull. Removing it is like ripping off a piece of her skull. And so it's <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll we'll see some like Sabathun crown looking uh headpieces for like warlocks or something. That would be cool. And so we have a hive ghost going around with all these dead hives that are just floating in the water, looking for their children. And as they're being revived, uh, as they're being revived, their their bones are like growing back different, which is super fucking weird. <laughs> Uh, did you notice that some of the the seasonal armor has a little bit of that aesthetic that we got in this season, which is before this, obviously, um, and it's called Promethean. So no, I actually haven't. If you look at the new seasonal armor that we just got, some of it ha- is it's called Promethean something. Anyway, uh, it has like these short, small. Um, bony growths coming out like horns, just like these hive that we're seeing right now. They almost look like baby versions. Yeah. Like, I, I just keep replaying. It's because you see it being like formed, like with the yeah. light, like reformed. And it's just like, when we get revived, we get revived as we were. And, uh, in this case, the hive don't. Yeah, they kind of regrow. So guardians running up to the hive and right there you can actually see just like you pointed out before in the smokes uh the red the purple the blue of all their all their uh abilities coming out they're getting ready to fight guardian hive i mean they wouldn't be guardian hive they would they're they're lucent hive as they're being called so i guess that's just the proper term yeah i thought yeah oh there it is okay no, go go on. No, go ahead. There it is. Well, I mean, this is a good screen to stop on. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I just thought it was interesting. Um, I, I asked the question a while back. Because Halo is a mm. thing. And in Halo, <laughs> they have Prometheans. Uh, and the Prometheans have a helper, which is uh, this... Man, I'm flaking on the name right now. Anyway, he is somewhat like a ghost in mm-hmm. that he can revive other Prometheans that are downed in the field of battle. And so mm-hmm. I pose this question, like, what if there was a similar enemy in Destiny where you had to shoot or destroy the ghost to keep the enemies from being revived? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's neat to see that we're kind of getting that. And so if I was to correlate that some way to like the Halo universe, it's like that mechanic, that old mechanic 
now in Destiny, which I always thought would have been great because now you've introduced a mechanic where you've got to destroy the ghost that keeps reviving the guy you keep killing. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be easy to get overwhelmed. I wonder if you can shoot the ghost out of the sky or if you have to do that. Like, we'll see it in a minute that that yeah. finisher has. But so here is Savathun showing off the wings. Boom. Like very perfect, like moth wings, two layers and everything. Very different from Oryx's like kind of draconian wings. Yeah. So these, so this is, this is interesting because like you pointed out, Oryx had his taken, he had his draconian wings, and then you've got Savathun who has her lucent, uh, lucent brood as they're called. Yeah. And she has these moth wings. Yeah. Which goes way back. And so, it actually, it's really interesting because, so this season, uh, just to talk a little bit about it, this season we see Osiris and he does his little fucking finger thing where he's being an asshole, and then he <laughs> he begins to reveal that he is actually Savathun, and it cuts to us looking at his reveal. We are not seeing what Savathun looks like, but then Mara turns around and puts him in a crystal, or puts her in a crystal, because we're talking about Savathun, puts her in a crystal, and Savathun's crystal form looks nothing like Savathun's form here. You don't have the shoulder plates. You don't have the crown. Right. You don't. Right. You might have the wings tucked in there. But so it's actually called a cocoon. And she yeah. talks about ma- getting a new form that is pleasing to us. So yep. it's it's almost like Savathun is one of the the entities in Destiny that understands that they're in a video game uh, in certain. <laughs> Uh, entries it, she talks about it like understanding so a form that's more pleasing to us almost sounds like Savathun is talking to the player and saying you want moth people I will give you moth people I'm going to go in this that's cocoon funny. and I'm going to come yeah. out a moth person that is funny and, and, and when she's in that cocoon there's a line in the dialogue where she says oh guardian moth yeah that as well which like I don't know Woo! I don't know what she's playing with that. Part of me is just like, yeah, you know, we got the Antimana theme. Everyone's fucking saying it nowadays. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> her her ghost right here is different from these ghosts as well. It has extra that's points. A, that's there. another aspect of it. And so, high with the light. Just charging Crazy. in. And I love this, this right here. So we have a hive acolyte, and this this hive acolyte is a titan. And look at his is that an acolyte? I thought it was a knight. Based on its head, that would be an acolyte. Knights usually well, have I thought a closed the, head. I thought the hunter was the acolyte. He was the knight, and then that's the. Well, this is def- the the wizard is definitely a. Wi- so it's like the- warlock, titan, hunter. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of see where that's going for. But like, yeah, I mean, maybe it is a knight, but in, based on the, the skull structure, I'm calling it an acolyte because usually knights have closed skulls and acolytes have True. closed skulls. But in any case, they got a fucking bone shield. Cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, did you see that later in um, when they were doing the reveal and they were showing off, uh, 
you know, them fighting that little hunter guy, hunter hive throws some really cool looking knives. Well, we'll get to that. Cause that's in this too. And, uh, Look at that. yeah, this music, this is the elevator music, the bang, noises. Oh my God, James. Sabathun is serious. I think she's the most dangerous villain we faced yet. Seven years we've been building up to this moment, and she is finally stepping into the spotlight and showing us who she really is. What we know about light and darkness is proving to be way more complex than what we previously thought. There are so many lies, truths, and revelations that we're going to get to in The Witch Queen and the year leading up to it. I mean, we're paying off these narrative threads that go all the way back to Destiny's origins and we're supporting it with the best content that destiny has to offer definitely and we've got a lot of awesome content to show today and let's start with the most mysterious destination yet yeah. sabathun's throne world this is an uncharted wonderland of secrets and lies it's this place that she's created in her own image this surreal and majestic light blessed world she has this castle that she rules from it overlooks this dark swampy underbelly with this lone pyramid ship out there it's the future world she wants swampy underbelly Sorry. with this lone pyramid is that pyramid broken huh. right here right here in the like kind of moving up the 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 uh hypothe hypotenuse i don't think so i think that's just one of the segments but i don't well, know it usually could the segments are pretty close it's like a little gap that's like a big gap yeah i guess you have a point there it could be maybe she broke a pyramid yeah Save it. I'll save pyramid it. ship out there. It's the future world she wanted to create, built atop the darkness that she left behind. And throne worlds, they're a deep part of Destiny lore. Powerful entities create these pocket universes, and when we're there, we have to play by their rules. But now, our own light powers are being used against us. I mean, she has this whole army of hive that she's ascended to the light. Okay, so I, I see what you mean by this being a titan. I, I do agree. Or uh, knight, I do, I do more so agree now because they they have like a bulkier skeletal structure. Yeah, and I love how the hunter here has a hood. even has a hood. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like a hood. So, so we've so far, at least as far as I've seen, I've only seen the hunters use solar, the warlocks use arc, and the titans use void. Uh, right. Maybe we'll see them use other ones later on. And brought along with her. These are the Hive Guardians, and they are the backbone of her new army. We've talked a lot. Let's show a little. Let's take the first ever look at the Witch Queen gameplay. Savathun, the Witch Queen. Hive God of cunning and lies. So, um... I mean, I'd have to go back to look, but you have the bungee logo being spelled out in like leafy patterns in the swamp with like lily pads and stuff. And I'm almost positive and beyond light, it was being spelled out in ice. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> so after the death of her brother, Oryx. And so now overlooking, so you, you can look from Sabathun's, um bowl her bowl uh castle and then to the left you have the pyramid and i still think it's broken but to the right you have this like really red rocky area just like i was saying like maybe that's where ikora was oh yeah okay 
<clears throat> well, and and they said uh, this is she goes back to a place. What did they say? They said that she um, goes back to place of origin where the darkness was that she abandoned years ago. Something like that. Who said that? The 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 speaker. What's his name? The guys that was just talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, we're she's going back to a place that that she abandoned the darkness years ago. Turning. Oh yeah, yeah. She she's building a, a place of light on top of the darkness she abandoned long ago. Yeah. Okay. Is this? I mean, the- could this be her throne world built atop Mars? Maybe. I wouldn't think that. I think it's like metaphorically. Okay. The death of her brother Oryx. Savathun went into hiding. Not out of fear, of course. So right there, we see uh, a warlock do a little Jedi mind trick. Not out of fear, of course. And then after they do that, it cuts to semi-visible platforms creating like this like open air staircase going upwards in a tower that looks like a hive prison of sorts. Yeah. Very, very dreadnought esque. Yeah. Very dreadnought, like filled with <laughs> secrets feeling. Yeah. You had to pull out your ghost to see certain bridges mm-hmm, and pathways mm-hmm. on the dreadnought. <laughs> I remember that one that uh scent of the worm where you had to go from one area, get the scent of the worm and yeah. run across run. the dreadnought. You had to and ma- it's like, yeah, just platform. enough time. And you had the platforms and they're invisible or you can take out your ghost and it'll, it'll highlight them, but you're not going to take out your ghost cause that will stop you from running. So you right. either have to just memorize it or do what me and my friends did. We found this like day one too. We were freaking losing our minds. Um, we would have one person stand in the middle of the platform. So you just jump to the person and then they commit suicide the second you get on the platform to get out of the way. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But out of strategy. And then tracking footprints. Well, that's, that's in her one. greatest trick yet. Stealing our most sacred resource. The one thing we thought she could never touch. The light. Oh shit, look at those. Yeah. So we see the Titan throw or the Titan Knight throwing his bone shields. They actually have two shields as opposed to our sentinels, which only have one. And then it cuts to uh, Acolyte doing blade barrage. And they're like double sided knives. Yeah. Well are they, are they I guess they're not. They're, they're like little daggers that just kind of spin around. No, I'm seeing like double blades. Huh. Unless seeing that's just handle, yeah. Unless like that's just how it's up. um perceived because it's spinning so fast. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it is. It is like a really cool hive knife, and it's it's leaving like an arc of fire in the in the air as it's spinning. Yeah. God, that is cool. 
and then the, <laughs> the wizard stormcaller it's like actually calling lightning lightning down on you Do you think the Thrall have light? Because they have the same design. I don't know. Crush. So <laughs> yeah, we're we're crushing a, a hive. A hive ghost and it made watching that little scene there made me realize there's like maybe 30 hive right and they all look like lucent brood but only a few of them actually have ghosts that you have to worry about so it feels kind of like how stasis was done where not every single fallen has uh stasis because that'd be ridiculous but there will be like lieutenants who do yeah so when i was talking about halo earlier mm-hmm. and how that works with the prometheans um so I remember now the Promethean ghost-like entity that I was talking about that revives the other Prometheans after shot and killed them. Um, it's called a watcher mm. and it, it hovers. It looks exactly like a ghost. It flies around. It's a little mm-hmm. sentinel and uh, the watcher is out on the battlefield. It has little bitty guns that can shoot you too, but it is out on the battlefield. And whenever you kill a Promethean knight, it will go over there, scan their body, and then put them back together. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so if you don't kill the Watcher, uh, you just end up having to keep killing the, the Prometheans over and over, over and over and over. And over yeah, again. yeah. So, you have, so it's, yeah. it introduces this dynamic in the gameplay where everybody that goes into the firefight, kill the Watchers first, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so we see we see this. I, I mentioned it on Twitter when we were just like kind of testing everything out. I ended up pausing roughly right about here. So they're going to crush the 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 ghost with their hand, but there's like this aura around the ghost. Yeah. And you break that by actually like collapsing it in. The shell doesn't matter. The shell might look cool, but it's it's that the orb inside, and even that had like a little bit of protection. Yeah. Could be Sabathin's controller. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very I cannot cool. wait just to reach out and just crush a hive ghost in my hand. Yeah, I mean, we've been defined by the light for so long. This is uncharted territory for us. I mean, we're in strange new places. Like, the throne world, it's haunting, but it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. There's a lot to love. There's a few things we saw in the trailer that we haven't talked about yet. Savathun and her lucent brood. This is the biggest threat Guardians have faced yet, so we need to find new weapons to match their power. The Glaive. I love this thing. It's brutal and elegant. It's this new energy weapon with melee abilities, mid-range projectiles, and defensive capabilities. It's our first ever first-person melee weapon, and it is such an awesome tool for the battlefield. The Glaive feels so good. Just jump in and unleash these brutal melee combos and transition right to an energy blast. It's really powerful and has a lot of utility. So, we've told you about and what it's the glaive Damascus means. steel. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the blade is made out of Damascus steel. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do. I'm really excited for the glaive. I I love when they when they introduce new weapons like this. But this one just feels like kind of nuts where it's like it's melee, 
It's a projectile. It's a shield. <laughs> like, what does yeah, like, it fucking do? <laughs> you do these combos, and then all of a sudden you can shoot with it. Yeah. yeah. Now let's and, talk about how you... So it has... So they... The key factor that they pointed on to was we needed a weapon that could match. Her you needed a weapon that you could what? That could match the hive brood. Yeah. So like this weapon is very, it's going to be very important. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get your hands on one. These weapons don't come out of chests at the end of missions, and you're not going to find one roaming around the throne world. Your first glaive is not going to be found. It's going to be built. Yes, weapon crafting is coming to Destiny 2. Now, chasing weapons has been an integral part of the Destiny Pursuit game since the beginning. And over the years, we've added more deterministic paths to get the roles that you want on guns. Think things like umbral engrams and the raid chest. Weapon crafting unlocks the freedom to choose all that and more. It gives us ultimate control over the guns. Now, this is a combat-focused crafting and progression system. That means the more you use these weapons, the more objectives you complete with them, the more you level them up, and the more powerful they grow over time. Uh, and at go back a little bit. The more bit objectives you complete with them, the more you level so them that up. That right there, the that would be a dream for me to have in my shop. Just like, uh, <laughs> but I mean, look at these. Like, what are you making with this like giant? They're molds. One? Yeah, I understand they're, that they're molds. Yeah, but what is it actually being used for? Because nothing oh, on our guns looks like this. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, look like uh, like some of them just look yeah. like little urns, and some of them yeah. just look like little like pan plates or parts for the glaive, and then some of them just like what? Okay, Why do you need so many of that one to build? Like, I get like having two of one. That's two sides. Did you have this forge plate that you're molding mm -hmm. things in? So look at this big white one here. Uh -huh. Wouldn't it be awesome if there was a glaive that didn't actually have like a pointy end and it was just like a giant maul? Oh, that would be cool. Like a hammer. <laughs> Whack the yeah. shit out of things with it. Yeah. The more powerful they grow over time. And at launch, here's the awesome thing. You'll be able to craft all Throne World weapons. So these are the Throne World weapons and I love these weapons. These are so cool looking. I love the aesthetics with the yeah. weapons and the new armor that it's so I don't even know how to place it like it's future tech, but it has that gaunt angular edgy yeah. design that you would find in old weapons. But anyway, it's it very I, mechanically minimalistic, yeah. but then like adorned with all these awesome icons. Well, so it's supposed to be all like alchemy and shit, like throughout yeah. these weapons. Like that's a big theme running with this, and I love that because it's like alchemy, kind of like hive magic. Sure, like it, we kind of see the connecting tie there because it would have been like you can only get hive weapons and armor so many times before you're like, uh huh, again. So like to have these, it's like really cool with like the flashy bits on these like tubes, and like look at this. Uh, grenade launcher I'm assuming by the 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 frame of it the stock huh. here is a fucking beaker <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's the barrel on this one like, That's funny. I just love these weapons so much <laughs> new raid weapons and the seasonal weapons there's just a ton of stuff to do in this system and the witch queen is just the beginning of weapon crafting we have plans to add more craftable weapons, both legacy and new, 
throughout the year. That's exciting. We've seen and we've talked about a lot of really cool features, but let's get right into the meat of it. Let's talk about the Witch Queen campaign. Isn't it kind of messed up, though, that we're going to introduce weapon crafting and Banshee's not going to be involved with it? Yeah. Like, after everything they just did for Banshee, it's like, and now, we don't care about him. <laughs> like, well, maybe. Hopefully he has some role to play, in, or hopefully they don't kill him. I don't I mean, I don't think they're going to kill him, but it's just like, yeah. he should be like the center focus on, on weapon crafting, in my opinion. I agree. I love campaigns. They've always been a cornerstone of the Destiny experience. They're rich, deep stories interwoven with big combat sequences and memorable characters. They take us to remote worlds in our ever-changing universe. And so we're putting extra care into the campaign for the Witch Queen. So, uh, that's Scorn. Is it? Th that is Scorn. Worlds in our ever-changing universe. And so we're... You can see that's a. Uh, I, I don't know their fucking names. That's the shield one. That's the one without the shield. They're gonna all get mm. evaporated extra except for the abomination right there. Care into the campaign. See that the witch queen. Oh, yeah, 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 we want yeah, you yeah. to feel those goosebumps when you. And step what that, are they doing there? And so, so extra we'll, care we'll, we'll, into the campaign for the witch queen. We want, and then right behind them, big ass knight, an incoming thrall from the feel those yeah. Were they fighting? the hive are they fighting the hive or are they working with the hive that's a good question they have stasis now is this is this the way to the hive brood by proxy the scorn have you fought scorn with stasis yet yeah it's a little weird i love it i i when 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 the the, the uh the chain guys came and they were running at me and they freaking slammed down and stasis came at me. I lost my shit. I was like, this is so awesome. <laughs> Goosebumps. When you step onto the throne world for the first time. And oh my God. What did, what did that guy just say? We want you to feel shit. those goosebumps when you step. He's got fucking yeah. sides. This, this solar hive and they got their knives all around him. Uh, onto the like, throne world for the first time That's and come cool. face to face with hive guardians and then he Ooh, does a teleport. sick jump and why do they get the cooler light moves than we do because <laughs> we're getting new moves that'll match him we better get that move oh my god that would be cool or something like little similar. like side hop and then in the side hop it put out six knives into the sky and then after he landed the knives tracked the Took guardian off. and killed him yeah that's that was that, really for cool. people listening that's what just happened it was the most badass <laughs> blade barrage technique i've ever seen own unique fantasy like what does it feel like to storm a castle or just go straight into the depths of hell if you like games with standalone campaigns like doom Titanfall 2, God of War, and Halo, then the Witch Queen is for you. That's a that's a big <laughs> That's a big name drop right there. No, right. I got broken <laughs> toes. Like damn, you're really promising something there. Are you sure you mean okay. that? Yeah. So, in addition to our classic normal mode, legendary is our tougher aspirational version of the campaign where the enemies hit harder and respawning is heavily restricted so every battle is a gut punch every boss is a worthy adversary it's gonna hurt you might tap out 
But if you persist and you get to the end, your time will be well rewarded. Whether you want to play solo or with a fire team, the difficulty will scale based on how many people you bring. Before we go, one last trip down memory lane. I remember camping out at the Predator for Destiny 1 because I just had to have the ghost. To me, it was like the symbol of destiny. And if you care about that stuff like me, you're going to want to get your hands on the collector's edition because you're going to get a high buddy to go up on the shelf with it. So super awesome hive ghost yeah. on a pedestal on what was described as a psychic testing kit. Oh, Did this you see that? right here. Yeah. So this little plate that it's sitting on top of, if you notice there's little knobs and you mm -hmm. can tune into frequencies cause IE the tuning fork right there, you see yeah. the double, double layer tuning fork. So I have a feeling that there's going to be some sort of dialing in on a frequency that unlocks some sort of a mystery. Well, that's that's what I mean. This this platform that they're on, based on the description of the collector's edition, is a psychic test kit. Crazy. So it's like so, uh, like an attunement. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea what it's actually going to do. I was able to get one of these. I'm very excited for it. So me too. Like, like we always do with, with uh, collector's editions, there will be a lore book, and that lore book we will uh, put out an episode of a reading of it. So if you were not able to get it, you can listen to what is inside it, and then we will also cover it. We will talk about it on the show another in a separate episode. I really hope they put more out there. Yeah, I, I, I do too. It's, it, it's really a shame when... You know, it, it goes like that, and that's why, like, I was like, I'm get, I was, I was sitting in the store. I, I had the store <sighs> open during the entire yeah. stream, and I was like, the second the store goes back on, I'm getting this because I'm not missing it. Yeah. Very exciting. Wow, that was so cool. Oh, I'm man. so, I'm so excited for this one, and that's <laughs> not even everything that's in there, too. I know those are the hero items, and they're, I think, one of the best ones that we've ever done. Collector's editions have always been like this really perfect jumping point to enter the worlds that we build. We got all that like and little moss actually around it too. They keep showing like, like in-world objects the, and putting them in players' hands is just—it's just a good feeling. We don't just put random items. Everything in there means something, and it helps push the narrative. And there might be some puzzles to unlock in there as well. Yeah, so it turned on the ghost. It interacts. And so, uh, sorry about that. Uh, that was the specifically the Witch Queen reveal. Everything after this talks about Season of the Lost, Trials of the Cyrus, Crossplay, and the Bungie 30th Anniversary event. But that was also all the time that we had. So we hope you enjoyed this episode covering the Witch Queen reveal. And uh, if if you came in late, you want to catch the audio, it will be posted on uh, all podcast platforms. We have a link on our Twitter, at Loose Cannon Show. You can go follow us as it's spelled just down there. Uh, we only post updates about the show. And if you want to watch along with us, it will also be posted to YouTube as soon as it's uh, available. I've been having a lot of 
struggles with YouTube. It's been taking like twice as long, and I don't know if why. You know, so, their their uploads are just ridiculously slow. Yeah. I don't know why that is. It used to be not bad. It used to be like you know like forty minutes to an hour, and now it's like yeah, five hours later, we're still uh, oh working God. on it. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, but so if uh if if you want to find out more of a uh, of us, find more of us, find out more about us. That's where you can do it. Uh, we will be back on September twelfth. Okay, so that's good because that actually. Okay, well that we'll talk about this later, but that works. Uh, September. <laughs> Don't spoil it. Well, it's it's nothing to spoil. It's just I'm going okay. on vacation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening that I don't know? <laughs> we'll be back uh, on September 12th, and we'll probably uh, be talking about the season of The Lost as a whole, like our impressions with it. We'll have three weeks of playtime in it, which means we'll have three entries of the book Ripples, which is really cool. Uh, make sure you're working on that every week. And there are two other books that we have not seen anything on. So I'm very excited to learn about the yeah. two secret books that are coming this season. I'm glad they did that because, um, you know, historically in the past, we've had issues where mm-hmm. a, a lot of spoilers happen because lore books get dumped in yep. the database. And then, of course, you know, you have your people out there pulling that and bringing it out to the forefront. And so yeah. a lot of things spoil the narrative. And this is really great because uh, the narrative team that works ridiculously hard on all these things yeah. don't have to worry so much about their story arc being. St- you know, spoiled. It's like a matter of respect to the writers, you know, it's, it's like they, they wrote it with intention of it being obtained within this path. And, and, you know, just read it when you get it, you know, you have it, you have it uh, bit by bit and that's fine. And, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a member of the spoiler squad for Ishtar. So we, we go through and read everything and flag it as, uh, if it's like a spoiler for the season or if it's just like something that happened though of the week, so like you don't accidentally read something and I went through everything that came in new and there's like two things that aren't actually spoilers. They just don't happen the first week that right. made it through on that first API dump. So Bungie's working really hard to make sure that everything is delivered how it's meant to be delivered. And and that's, that's really great to see. Yeah. But uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Have a <laughs> good one, everyone. Bye. Bye.